and Wales women's preparations for their Rugby World Cup in this week's Welsh Rugby Union podcast. We'll hear from Paul Garris Hale on adapting to just one job as a professional rugby player. We'll start with Captain Sean Lillycrow, a chance to chat about some of the wider developments in women's rugby. We're starting with the World Cup preparations and the benefits pre-season as a full squad. Yeah, definitely. You know, we're seeing the advantages of being able to really push ourselves to our limits because we're here every day, essentially, and, and throughout the day, whereas normally we've been doing it in the evening, in pre-season, try and get a fitness up after work. And I think it's a whole new level of intensity and what we can get in from being able to do it in the day. So it is tough, like we're not hiding away from that, but we're embracing that toughness and embracing those gains that we can make and testing ourselves physically and mentally and how we pull each other along on that journey. So, you know, hopefully for what's to come with Rugby Sense in the future, we can really see some positive improvements. But uh, yeah, it has been hard. It's been a tough four weeks, but we've embraced it. We've enjoyed it. And yeah, like how we bond as well and get each other through these tough times like yes it was was savage but how we come together and pull someone along with you is absolutely crucial during the the tough times when we got in games as well as captain are you noticing a difference in the team elements of it yeah definitely you know we've got an opportunity to recover and get in and be able to drive the standards but this four weeks has all been about our physical and how we can really test our bodies push them to the limits and really get our fitness and and conditioning up but that will add then you know as we keep progressing and add into our rugby performance all of these things the teamwork the cohesion and you know that mental toughness that we've had to face will help us in figuring out game scenarios being off someone's shoulder and really encouraging someone and being that positive reinforcement for your teammate as well so you know it's going to just help us as a team which is massive and I've never had a pre-season like it and as I say that's because of the juggling that we've done as players in the past it's given us an opportunity to have a proper pre-season and really get our teeth into it and like looking forward to hopefully wreaking the benefits in the future. You've never had a pre-season like it. Did you ever think you would have a pre-season like it? <laughs> no, I didn't. You know, like I've always said, like we're, we're fulfilling our dream. To be a professional rugby player is something maybe in the past I couldn't even dream of. And to be here now, and obviously we were excited in January to have it, but now to have more girls training day in, day out, the full squad here, it's just a whole game changer. And never thought I'd be able to push my body really to the limits that I have due to juggling. So... Even though it's tough, we're loving it and loving this opportunity. And that's what we're saying as a squad. Like, let's embrace every opportunity and make the most of every opportunity that we're given. You were involved in some tough decisions last November in terms of how many get professional contracts, the numbers, Mm -hmm. the approach, what do the players want? Did you imagine you would be in the position now where you've got a whole squad fully professionalised in these months building up to the World Cup? Being completely honest, not from those discussions obviously trying to make the most of what resource we knew we had or opportunity we had and we agreed as a squad that was the best model back then so we thought that would be it for the kind of 12 months so you know to have this opportunity now three months out from going to the World Cup is absolutely massive for us as a squad but every individual as well so they can prep in the right way it's a dream really come true that we're given this opportunity 
to be the best team possible in this time frame we can be, which leaves us with zero excuses. And, and we're saying that, you know, we've got to leave every stone unturned. So, you know, it's just a privilege to be here as a squad and pushing the boundaries. So, yeah, like it's a huge amount of change in a short space of time. And, you know, that's credit to the management as well. You know, it's great news having your one on board long term. Like we're all as players over the moon about that. And then obviously all the changes that the management are driving and are doing for us as well. So we're in a different spot now to what we were last November and before November, like everything's going in the right direction and the progress is clear. So we're like, vibes are really good and everyone's really happy because we've got nothing to complain about. Happy days. (laughs) (laughs) But the first group of professionals had to lead that. You had to show it was worthwhile. You had to make it work. You pretty much had to win in Ireland, had to beat Scotland, had to show there was progress being made. Did you feel that pressure at the time? Definitely. Um, Pressure, I think, that we embraced and pressure that we took upon ourselves, like we've got a duty to do here. And as a 12, we said from the offset, you know, like what we achieve and what we do here will have an impact on the future. And the same now as as a whole squad, pretty much training full-time, what we do over the next few months and what we do in the Rugby World Cup will have a direct impact on what happens in the future. And we've got responsibility to make sure we perform through rugby so we give opportunities for the next generations. And But that's got to be through rugby, and that's what we've got to remember. And that's why we're working hard on the field, because everything that we do and how we inspire it is through our rugby. So, yeah, there was a, a level of pressure, and there still is, because the more opportunity that we're given, the more we've got to perform. So we keep hammering that stone, and we'll... You know, hopefully keep improving. I'm sure we will because I feel the graph that the squad are putting in is, is massive. So come the Rugby World Cup, hopefully we are turning heads and the future's looking even brighter for Welsh women's rugby. And I wonder how much you've had contact from players at other countries asking about it and trying to get information so they can push within their countries, not England, France necessarily, but the others, push for this similar sort of developments. Yeah, there's players asking questions, but... To be fair, I feel like a lot of unions are are stepping up and changing the way of doing things. And I think in Scotland, I've also become professional. You know, like we heard a few months ago about the change in New Zealand, the change in the management as well, and and the infrastructures they're all putting in. I like to be fair to England; they've led the way, and it's up to all of us to catch them up now. And but what we've got is the opportunity to do that. Like I think in the past, it was too hard to dreamed to catch them up because we knew what they were doing but we didn't have the capability to do it we've got the capabilities now and it's just it's our responsibility to catch them up and maybe cause an upset Scotland first game in the World Cup of course and as you say they've made those decisions but do you feel you're still a step ahead because those decisions were made earlier yeah I believe so like we've beat them in the Six Nations a tough battle and credit to Scotland they're a good outfit They've come through a lot this last 12 months. They've played a lot of rugby with the qualifiers as well. I think they're training hard as well. But yeah, we've just got to believe in our process that we've gone through as a union, to the, the first 12 being professional, to where we are today, but also our game plan developments from Six Nations through to where we are today, what we're working hard and know what we're doing internally is the right thing and that we're going to be prepared to give it our best shot against Scotland in that first game, which is a, obviously a very important one. How important are the games in Canada and then England as well be a fantastic benchmark in that preparation? 
massive you know we just had a session now you know speaking about thinking about preparation what it's like to tour as a squad and things that we haven't done before so you know our prep in Canada the fixture but also touring to Canada together being in each other's company is all vital prep and how we get to know each other better and you know we're going to be in New Zealand for a long time hopefully together throughout the knockouts as well and that's living in each other's pockets for a big period of time so all of the things that we can do now in prep, and that's Tour to Canada and the game against England, the best team in the world at the moment, will prep us to be the best version of ourselves out there. So everything that we do over this past month, but we do over summer as well, is vitally important for our preparations in, in that World Cup. A while ago, we would have said, playing New Zealand and Australia down under, that's probably a step too far. But now the expectations and the, the hopes of have changed you must feel that within the the squad as well yeah we feel it as a as a squad as a player group we know our capabilities and we've got the opportunity to reach our potentials now and that's the difference so therefore your belief goes up and you know i believe completely in this squad and what we can achieve and yeah we know within ourselves what we can do and you know if we keep working hard and developing our game in the sense that we are then there's optimism to be able to go and do great things down under. So 12 months ago, having this conversation, you probably would have got maybe a, a bit of a different response. Maybe we would have tried to be positive, but was the belief fully there? Maybe not as it is now. So we know we've got to just keep working hard and success comes through that hard work and that's our main focus. I suppose we'll see in Canada and England, but competition for places must have gone up a dramatic level because now everyone's in an equal playing field and... Noah sums that up better than the back row. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think there's no position where it's certain. And, you know, back row is really competitive. Girls are working hard and put their hands up in the Six Nations, put their hands up for their clubs. And it's a headache, but those are the type of headaches we want. We don't want to know who's going to be in what position because you do end up becoming complacent. There's no complacency here because we've all got to prove ourselves, which is massive. You know, if someone's pushing the standards, pushing the boundaries, you've got to catch them up. Otherwise, you're going to get left behind. So that's just nothing but a positive in my eyes. And anything can happen. You're away for a long time. COVID's still a thing. Injury we've got to be able to replace like for like and, and what this squad has done and the hard work and as you say an even bigger even playing field now it's going to be even tougher for that selection it's tough for coaches but it's tough for us players as well to prove ourselves but that's good you mentioned the England game obviously coming up uh, before not too long it feels like yesterday the Wales were playing England over in uh, Gloucester yeah. the Six Nations is that a kind of a benchmark to look back on to see, you know, if there is improvement or is there such a short space of time between both games that you might not be able to see sort of uh, progression? Yeah, I think it is an opportunity to benchmark from that game, but it's an opportunity to test ourselves before going to the World Cup as well. Like, we leave the week after, so it's an opportunity for, for many reasons. That game in April against England, there was a spell where we competed yeah. and we tested. The challenge is now how we make that a longer spell, and we learned so much from that. So, yeah, it is going to be a good comparison and a good measure for us, but also great prep just before leaving when we get out to New Zealand I think we've got two weeks before our first game so it's important that we play before that as well so there's so much learning that we can also take from that game that we can prep them for our first game against Scotland so 
yet, you know, it's a perfect fixture. We're fortunate that obviously we've got England on our doorstep, next door to us, best team in the world, and we get to test ourselves just before leaving for the World Cup, which is brilliant. It's fair to say we've had some emotional interviews or press conferences after games with yourself, you know, looking back at results and performances. Where the women's team is now, are you sort of happy in terms of the right direction that things are going and in the more comfortable place in terms of the future of the game? Yeah, there's been emotional times and there's been tough times and we don't shy away from that, but we've come out the other end and I think you know, everything with the contracts, the management resources we now have and the news of Johan staying until the next World Cup three years, he's a great coach and, and great for our environment and really drives the standards, believes in us and fights our corner essentially and we've got a huge amount of respect for him and what that's done to our, our squad is you know, settle it, right, we can concentrate on the rugby, we haven't got to worry about those external factors maybe we were worrying about before yeah. and that's the truth, there was distraction we were worried about our future external factors all that's put in place so you know we get to concentrate on what we're here for and and that's the rugby and hopefully now we can really kick on and make huge strides in that area I think we've seen strides in autumns in six nations but now there's more certainty again over our future so we can really kick on and that that's important that we do that you mentioned the word juggling a few times in your answers Mm. in terms of before being fully professional How much of a big deal was that in terms of trying to juggle outside things, you know, what you do at home, etc., now that you know that things are in place here now? It's life-changing, you know, we get to, you know, it's not a bad place to rock up to work every morning, get up, have breakfast, come here, and our day is catered for, you know, our our rugby schedule, our conditioning schedule, our nutrition, it's all accounted for, so we're here all day and then we go home and we rest, recover, look after our recovery and we're back in the next day, so it's no longer juggling, our life balance is much better, but also... The things maybe we used to stress and worry about before. Have I meal prep? Have I had enough sleep? Have I done all this? It's, you don't have to worry about it now. And there's more time to do things in our downtime, like walk our dogs, see our family, catch up with people, which maybe we didn't have before. And, you know, I think that is just as important about having that life balance so you can perform on the field and, and think about your rugby when you're here. listening to the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. It's all part of it, of course. One player who's used to balancing several requirements, including being the Dragons' performance lead for women's rugby, is prop Keris Hale, who's adapting to life as a full-time professional rugby player. It's a huge opportunity to just be in this environment full-time and, and have that time to recover as well. It is just going to make a massive impact on me, hopefully as a player and, and also hopefully as a person. I think I, you know, it's an environment where I feel like I'm growing as a person as well as a player in and I'm really excited to be able to do that full-time and have access to the, the staff that we have. You normally have three or four jobs in the game, so how are you going to cope with just having one? <laughs> It'll be a nice novelty, I think. But yeah, it's, it's nice to have that focus now going forward for the next six months. I really want to perform as an individual and do what I can for the team going into the World Cup, so having that opportunity to really focus my attention on this, it'll be brilliant. But everything you do on a wider level, the 
Dragons, I suppose, being one of the examples. Yeah. You're really committed to that stuff. You're really committed to helping to grow the women's game, have an impact on the women's game. Is there a part of you that will miss, maybe just concentrate in this for the time being? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, I am passionate about growing the women's game in general. And I'm sure there'll be a couple of evenings where I'll find myself at Ustrid Manach and seeing, you know, what the girls are up to. I've worked hard to put everything into place so it keeps ticking over for the next six months and, and to make sure the girls still have opportunities up there. So the Jags have been really supportive and, and, and they're passionate about the things I'm passionate about. And hopefully everything will be working fine. <laughs> What have the last few months been like when you've seen some of the squad been able to train full-time, you've had other commitments, have you been looking at them thinking, oh, I, I could be a bit better if I was like that? What is, what's the process been? Um, I think it's been a bit of a roller coaster, really. Obviously, I was disappointed not to be in the first batch of um, full-time contracts, but I think actually it had the exact same impact as me as if I was a full-time, I, because I didn't want to miss the jump. You know, I, I wanted to stay on top and I wanted to challenge myself in those ways, so I wanted to compete with the other players that were full-time, so I did find myself training more, and I think actually those girls having full-time contracts did really have that impact on me that I really you know worked on my game and gave it an extra 10%. Did you always an inkling that this might happen in time for the World Cup or were you just thinking there's no chance of it moving quite that fast? To be honest I, I wasn't it wasn't really something that I thought was going to happen you know during the Six Nations obviously we had some success and you think oh now that we've proved that it can make a difference, hope, hopefully there's, there's other things to come. But when Johan rang me, and he was in New Zealand, and it was a Saturday morning, and, and I wasn't expecting it at all, really. I was really taken aback. So it has been a bit of a whirlwind to learn of this opportunity, but one that I'm going to grab with both hands and hopefully do well with. Classic pre-season rugby training. It's not pleasant, is it? No, <laughs> pre-season is, is not the best part of being a rugby player, but I guess... Um, getting to do it full-time and having the benefits of the recovery will definitely help and yeah and we're all having a bit wider group here together now and um, really helps us push each other and it's extra motivation you know pre-season is extra rubbish when you're doing it on your own and in a, in a field up the road so coming here to this facility with access to the staff and surrounded by the girls we get through fine <laughs> and when you first got involved a few years ago now could you have imagined three months of the world cup we're all together we're all in training we're doing pre-season we're doing all that stuff no, not really. I think it's um, from the first World Cup I went to, I was part of an extended squad and, and I, I didn't really expect to be in there. So I come in last minute to go to World Cup because I could um, cover a couple of positions. And comparing it now to this process that an opportunity we've got, I, there's no comparison really. And then the World Cup itself, looking forward, you've got Canada, you've got England as part of the warm-up and then you're, you're into the Scotland game with Australia and New Zealand to come. Just give us a picture of where the bar is pitched for you all now. What are the expectations over the next three, four months? I think what you'll find is the expectations we put on ourselves will be greater than the expectations anyone else has of us. Um, you know, we want to do well, we want to set out a stall. And I think there's belief in here, in, in this squad, that we can do well. Canada and England will be two big tests and we'll, we'll learn more about our resilience and areas of our game that we still need to work on. And then taking it into Scotland first game of the World Cup, you know, we'll be ready to compete. And plenty more from the Wales Women's Camp over the next few weeks on the Welsh Rugby Union podcast. But until next week, goodbye.